This podcast episode is dedicated to empowering sensitive people to recognize their trait as sensory intelligence and bring their unique gifts into service for the crucial roles we play in communities, businesses, and leadership globally. I'm Julie B. Ellen, sensitivity expert, psychotherapist, and founder of the online sensitive empowerment community. I'm Willow McIntosh, founder of Illuminance and leader of the high sensory intelligence movement. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome, everyone. I'm Julie Bieland, and I'm joined by Willow McIntosh. Hello. Hey, Julie. Great to be here. Yes. And uh, we are live in our sensitive empowerment community. I love you guys. I'm so glad you're here. Um, today's topic I picked, uh, Conscious Living for HSP Seeking Wellness. And um, the reason I picked this topic is because I, I think that we're in a space as sensitive people, really as in the world right now, it's, we've all been going through a lot over the last few years. And I know that sensitive people, you know, we're even more impacted by that. And what I have come to learn after working with HSP so long as a psychotherapist and, and uh, now in my community is that we are experiencing a lot of burnout. We're experiencing anxiety. We're experiencing health issues. And what I hear over and over again is, you know, this, this concept of we're having trouble keeping up with the, the messages that we've received that we're supposed to live a certain way and we're supposed to be busy, con, you know, constantly. And we're, and there are, there's just, this is such a huge topic and there's so much to cover on this. But I think one of my goals for this topic is that we, I want to normalize that we need to do things differently as sensitive people. Everything that we do, everything that we eat, everything we're exposed to, it impacts us in a different way. And it's something that we have to start being conscious of. So what I've come to learn is, you know, those of us that are feeling the most wellness are the ones who have really done things differently. It's out of the box. We do we live differently. We experience things differently. We need to think about what we're putting in our body. You're really in a concept of mind, body, and soul. And that's kind of the, where I want to go with this. And, and something interesting, Willow, I don't know if you've heard this before, but this is something that's really going to put it into perspective for a lot of us is that we are exposed to more trauma in 24 hours now than we were in our entire lifetimes 25 years ago. Wow. That's, that's incredible. What, so I love everything. Um, yeah, that we're that we're going to be talking about today. It's such an amazing, an amazing topic. But what what, um, tell me more about that. So that is because of the general onslaught of sensory information from what, what what's causing that? Well, think about, well, first of all, we didn't have the internet, <laughs> right? right? And the constant exposure, there's a, there's a sense too that our brains were created to just handle what was really going on in our own small communities. Now we are exposed to 24 hours, constant news sources, constant trauma. You know, so many of us, we want, we, we want to keep up with what's going on in the world. Maybe we're watching a lot of news or paying a lot of attention to everything going on. Also, the fact we've talked about this many times that the news sources only, almost only 
um, report the bad stuff that's going on in the world. And yet there is a lot of good stuff going on and we have to really balance that a lot. And, you know, it's just this constant exposure, the expectations of, uh, of what we have in our jobs have changed now. I mean, I, I, oh my goodness, the people that had the most anxiety that when I used to work with clients in person was they'd come in and have the highest levels of anxiety were the ones that had this constant um, exposure to work, for example, this expectation that they have to have the notification, you know, notifications on all the time, that they have to um, be on call all the time. We've got we've got parents that are working, have have young ones at home. We have such there's just so much stress going on and we're really seeing uh, an epidemic level of anxiety and burnout and health conditions beginning, especially in the population of sensitive people. Mm, understood, understood. Yes, goodness me. It's, uh, it's clear how that is all happening. I, I love what you said at the beginning is the importance of finding our own way within all of this, what works for us individually. I feel that that is so important for us as HSPs. And it's it's been certainly my experience having to figure out every area of life and what works for me and what doesn't work for me. When it comes to diet, when it comes to exercise, uh, when it comes to how I work. For instance, you know, I used to try to work out by following um, regimes that work for other people, and I would just be destroyed for a couple of days. I'm going to do anything, you know, take me a week to recover. And then figuring out that actually, okay, so if I swim every other day and I do, I like to do some core exercises on the on the other days, my body really likes that. Like I don't get completely drained, but my body stays strong. So I don't get, you know, uh, musculoskeletal problems like backaches that kind of thing I just keep myself trim but I'm not massively overdoing it and it's the same with my diet like it took me ages to figure out what my body actually likes to eat what it doesn't like to eat and so having these bespoke methods of lifestyle I feel that's so important for us especially to reduce this onslaught as, as another area to reduce the onslaught of the the day-to-day -day experiences than how we can make that our own that works in a way it works for us. Yeah, you're so right, Willow. We've been talking about this a lot in the community too, the sense of how much we have to pay attention to what works for us and what doesn't. And that's what I mean by conscious living, that that sense of really paying attention. You know, if we eat something afterwards, how is it impacting us? And if if we're slowing down enough to pay attention to that, we can read those subtle cues in our body. We, we have more activation in the insula part of the brain, which allows us to have a really strong level of conscious awareness, but we have to slow down enough to do that. And I want to, Alicia was saying something in the comments about um, that it's almost like we have to get permission to live differently. And I kind of want this episode to be everybody's permission. I want this to be your, you know, all the sensitive people that are listening to this podcast out there in the world and everybody in our community, let this be your permission to do things differently. And, 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 and it's about advocating for what we need. And it is such a huge piece of it. Everything I think about stuff all the time about, you know, even, even um, like if you're out there and you're struggling with chronic health conditions, we need to look at things that are going on in our environment. Are you living, um, 
you know, are you using a lot of chemicals in your home? We really do need to think about these things because as the minority of the population, most things are not created for us. So most of the time we're seeing that, you know, sensitive people are doing a lot of natural products and they're doing more holistic types of um, supplements and being really careful about what they put in their body and on their skin. Um, and, and, and even just the fact of needing to live a meaningful life, we, that's, a, that's a part of who we are. We have to do meaningful work in the world. Um, if we're in, you know, I've been hearing these horrible stories of people at work where, you know, they're in meeting after meeting after meeting and their boss is not giving them time off and they're mm -hmm. having, you know, tons of exposure, social exposure, or um, just exposure to a lot of people around them all the time. And they're coming home and they're burnt out. And if they also have families at home, you know, they're struggling with sleep and they're getting misdiagnosed. We were just talking about this before we started recording that, you know, we have to be careful about making sure that our medical and mental health practitioners know about the trait of sensitivity. I do have a letter that you can give to them that's free on my website. And it's really important that they do know about this trait. And if anybody is telling you, any kind of practitioner is saying that they don't believe you or they're not going to listen to what your needs are, you need to find a different practitioner because. We've seen this over and over again in the sensitive population. We really need to have the support around us to be a part of our wellness. And a, and a lot of that is us doing a lot of research. <laughs> like how many of us have, you know, I'm just looking at our videos right now. How many of us have done lots of research on what works for you and what doesn't in, in your life, right? And it, it, just like health-wise and, and otherwise. And I think it's such an important aspect of our experience in the world. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. Well said. Yes. Yes. I think it, I think it, it's so important for us to remember that what works for the majority of the population may not work for us. And, and that's okay. It doesn't mean that, you know, it, it just because something seems to work for others doesn't mean it's necessarily going to work for us. And, and also that we are going to be differently affected by things that are on the market. So when we're consuming things, whether it's food, as you say, skincare products, whatever it may be, um, all the advice that's out there around diet is we've really got to figure out what feels right for us. Like I can remember eating when I was um, younger, I used to love eating um, these pickled monster munch. Alicia, you probably know these in the UK. They're like a, they're like a, a salt and vinegar crisp. But I, when I see the packet of them, my whole brain and head used to kind of like squeeze in with all the chemicals that were in there like and I used, to, I used to say to my friends around me like are these giving you like like a really weird headache my friends would know what you're talking about crisps crisps don't give you a headache I was like, these things are really like messing with me but and it, and it took me a while to realize that you know some chemicals in things really do affect me and it would be the same if I try different you know like products, whether it's, um, you know, cosmetics, that kind of thing with, with weird chemicals in there. So I think, I, I think it's an example of what works for everyone. It doesn't work for us and that's absolutely okay. And it doesn't mean that we are meant to be, you know, expecting ourselves to undertake all of these different, you know, whether it's stress at work or the way other people work, it, it has to be bespoke for us in, in every area, I think. 
Yeah, and you know, we've received so many messages from listeners and and even in the community that you know even our even just being together in this community is powerful because we're around other people who get it, and a lot of us don't you know, and for the most part, don't have that in our regular daily lives, because we're surrounded by people who don't have this trait in most situations. And like you were saying, Willow, it's like, it's hard, it can be hard to be impacted by a lot of things when you think, oh, wow, my friends are not impacted in the same way, or my family's telling me I shouldn't be impacted in these ways, or why am I so tired when I attend this event, and everybody else seems to be able to do all this other stuff that you know, wears me out. Like one of the, one of the, the rules I had as a kid was I could never spend the night two nights in a row with a friend because I would get sick every time. And, you know, we didn't understand why at the time, but that was my experience. I was sick a lot as a child and um, nobody understood why my, my parents used to call me sickly. <laughs> that was what my experience was. And, you know, it's so I know that there's so many sensitive people out there that are that are experiencing that themselves with their children. And, you know, even just the pressure that is put on people to, you know, have your kids constantly involved in ex- after school activities and be doing this and doing this. And when I raised my children, um, when they were young, I was going against the grain, I was definitely out of the box. And, realizing that they were both sensitive children and have, you know, they were tired after going to school and there was a need for rest and we need more rest. We need more time in nature. We need more time to um, slow down. And I want to read something that Jill wrote in the comments that I, I liked. She said, thanks to, to you, Julie, the most important takeaway for me since joining this community two years ago is how important it is to be true to ourselves and ask ourselves what we need and then follow through with what that is. Very well said, very well said, Jill. And that is that is very true. And I want this, this episode to be part of that for everybody listening that, that this gives you um, support and encouragement to do what's right for you. And, and that is in our daily living as well as what we're planning for our future type of living our work, who we're around, the boundaries we need to set, uh, really paying attention to all those kinds of things. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. I think it's, I, I think because we are, um, I remember you mentioning this before, um, uh, before the session, Julie, uh, where our insula is more sensitive. So we're able to, or it's picking up more information so we can feel our bodies more. I think we are, um, we're constantly being told by our bodies and by the way that we, we react to things, how things either work or don't work for us. And I think that's also the case with our feelings and our emotions as well and our, and our underlying needs. Like, you know, we, we're known to be emotionally reactive. Well, I think another way to think about that is that we feel everything very deeply. We feel our emotions and our experiences very deeply. And therefore, there's an advantage to that to recognize, well, what's the need underneath that? Why, you know, is there anything that I can do to support myself in the way that I'm responding or the way that I'm experiencing this? And by developing a closer relationship with ourselves in an environment that is as judge-free as possible. So we're not judging ourselves or criticizing ourselves because we're feeling strongly about something or because we can't eat a particular way or because our, the way that we work in the best way isn't the same as others. I think if we take off that that ju- that self judgment that we can put on ourselves, 
that immediately takes off a layer of stress immediately. That's such a good point. I'm glad you're mentioning that, Willow. That is so true because I think we too tend to be hard on ourselves by default. And I know I was, and it used, it took me a lot of personal work and really understanding this trait and my experience in the world to be able to stop that self-judgment and replace it with self-compassion and giving ourselves self-compassion releases chemicals in our in our body that will actually be calming whereas if we are self-critical we're releasing stress hormones and that will even inflame cause inflammation in our bodies it's amazing like that kind of mindset shift really does impact us um and alicia brings up a good point about um the the need for relationships to even be different that that might be living separately living solo i know even in my own relationship we've experienced you know experimented with a lot of different things sharing all spaces um living separately and uh, living together with separate spaces we've experimented with all of those things to find what works for us and the more i've talked about it in in the community and stuff it's been really fascinating that when we did a poll in the community that um that the number one choice people would make that the one that got rated the highest was living together but having separate spaces and and i think especially for those of you that have scored high on my sensitivity quiz that you are an hsp empath that you um we are impacted by other people's energy around us and needing to have a space that's yours means that you have a space to go to to clear out other people's energy and reconnect to your own energy and do that restorative you know the rest and the processing that we need to do we're taking in so much more data and information than those without the trait and we need time to process all of that um, mm. and then be able to get into restorative mode and if we're not having that time to ourselves and if we're not taking that time in nature we are really getting a build up in the nervous system which also causes um, our immune system to be weaker we get sick more often we have a hard time recovering I know for myself I I went through menopause recently and it hit me really hard um, and I really had to do things differently and do my own kind of uh, research and even to figure out what worked for me and what didn't and that takes time and so many people I, I think sensitive people are having to do that we try something and see how it works and we try something else and we keep paying attention and I just really want to you know send my heart out to all of you that have been dealing with chronic illnesses and challenges and stressful experiences and grief and you know the the difficult parts of life and how hard that is as a sensitive person, you know, the world's not set up for high levels of sensitivity. So we're challenged anyway, going into the world in those conditions. But when you add in the extra challenges, then that makes it even harder. And I think that, you know, Willow, something you and I have seen happen in our work together is that when we can support sensitive people in the right ways and really educate them to what works and what doesn't, we've seen such incredible blossoming and blooming occur i mean i think that is what keeps us going it's so beautiful to witness because there's so many gifts of sensitivity but if we we need to uncover them we need to uncover that that weight of challenge first to be able to have all those gifts arise yeah absolutely absolutely i couldn't agree more yes i think it's all it's so important to recognize or, or to remember 
that our, our trait is intended by nature. So it's not something that we develop through, through conditioning or through trauma. It occurs naturally in 20% of the population. It's in the hundred species of animals that we know of. And when we think about that, it, it helps, helps us to, to, to recognize that it's intended that we are supposed to be receiving sensory information more deeply. So therefore, by recognizing that we have a role in whatever area that may be, you know, Dr. Elaine Aaron talks about us being the writers, the teachers, the philosophers, the royal advisors. We're amazing at, at observing our environment. We're very good at tuning into other people. So by recognizing our gifts and our roles, I think it helps us to make sense of the fact that we're going to have a different set of needs. You know, we're, we're here to fulfill a different role in the society, the non-HSPs, not to say that we're better, one's better than the other, we both need each other, but we are here to provide a particular service to the, to the community, to the population, if you like. And therefore it makes sense that the way that we thrive is going to be different just in the same when we lived in, in a tribal situation you know as hsps we're very likely that we were the advisors the medicine people the shamans the healers yeah. and you know, we wouldn't be sent off with a spear in to go and hunt an animal we, we would have a different role in them I mean, some of us might do but we would have a different role so we would you know our lifestyle would be different and i think it helps enormously to recognize our skill set and our gifts and therefore our needs are in service to that rather than us just being weird i love what you said about all of that you're so right that our our trait is intended by nature it's there for a reason that we have different roles so we need to care for ourselves in different ways than those without the trait I think that is that needs to be highlighted that's so well said willow and so so true um, that's, oh my goodness, that's so true that we have to do things differently because we are different and we have a different role. And I think that's why it's always been so powerful for us to be together because we need to support each other in that, that we, we rise by lifting each other up in the world and, you know, sharing this information with, with HSP, share these podcast episodes if they meant something to you, because we are helping HSPs in the world by talking about this. And it's really important. Um, uh, Maya says, Julian Willow, for me, I think being an HSP makes me more sensitive to intaking more energy is that I think I get so much energy out of gatherings, which is great, but I think it can lead to a crash, not necessarily that day. I just always feel open to others' feelings, experiences, and energies. Maya, you're talking about something so important that we absolutely are impacted by that. Even if we're having a great time, we could be enjoying our experience, having a really fantastic time, and it is draining. We're taking in the energies of other people. We are impacted by, you know, all of us have had somebody who has gone through something. If it wasn't us, we've had somebody in our lives who have gone something gone through something difficult in the last few years, especially. And that definitely impacts us um, so much so. So I think that's very well said, Mai. What do you think, Willow? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, I think it's. Um, I think it's again. It's it's important to recognise that you know if we if we go to a big event, for instance, there's so much information there, and but there's but there's but there's going to be 
a part of that experience that really benefits us in one way or another, like the conversations we're going to have, the people that we're going to meet, and also what we contribute to that space. You know, we, people need to meet us for a particular reason. They need to be heard and seen in the way that HSPs are so naturally gifted at doing. And I think it's important to recognize that once we get full up and we get used up, if you like, it's imp- we, we then need to look after ourselves. Like whether it's just taking time out and, meditating for 10 minutes or even saying our goodbyes and doing what we need to do to go and rest and recuperate but I I think it's you know rather again rather than trying to fit into what everyone else does is to recognize that we have a particular benefit to that space and to help people to to benefit from that and then to recognize our needs yes absolutely I have to read what Fiona said. It's so funny. Um, said, I thought I had chronic fatigue syndrome. I just had chronic peopling syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Yeah. <laughs> That's well so said. funny. That is so true. I mean, I actually Very have well experiences done. with uh, where I, if I like visit for a really long time, even with close friends, I can actually start to feel sick if I, if I just do it too long without a break. And I want to normalize that, that, um, you know, we have so much to change in the world. We have a lot of things that we need to change that are in better support of sensitive people, changing things at work, creating, I mean, if you want to benefit, you have, if you have a, a, like a business out there or a company and you have employees that are sensitive HSPs, you have such a gift in them. There's so much that they will offer you, but you need to make sure you're supporting them in the right ways. And um, I have so much to say about that, but it's a, it, it's about giving breaks. It's about creating spaces for, for um, solitude and nature and, and not expecting multiple meetings in a row and giving them a chance to give you information differently, maybe after a meeting, after they've had time to process, we maybe email you and, or something. There's just, there's so much to say about this. Um, I'm, I guess I'm thinking a lot about this as I'm writing my, my book Willow about, I wish I had it right now to give to everybody because it's about the gifts of the highly sensitive brain. And I want people to know that there are so many gifts out there within us and it is really a big part of our mission to help you uncover those gifts and to share them with the world because the world needs them right willow the world needs sensitive gifts i mean you know that for sure based on what you do in the world absolutely yes i believe that we are here to do very very important work in the world and the more that we can recognize that and and also for that to be honest as you're saying in, in the workplace i think Again, you know, if we have um, sensitive people in the workplace, then it is about, of course, making sure that their needs are being met, but also to help them recognize what they bring to the workplace. You know, the fact that a, um, a high sensory person is able to, or a sensitive person, is, you know, there's no difference between the two, is, is, is to be able to notice things that perhaps other people in the organization don't notice, to, to, to notice the detail within things, to be able to provide a different perspective. And, and I think empowering HSPs to recognize their gifts and abilities and what they bring to the workplace, I think that is, is, is very important, as well as helping them to tend to their needs. 
Absolutely. And I want to give people in the community time to add any questions in if you have them. Um, and if we missed any in the chat, go ahead and put them again. Um, I, I just think it's it's such an important topic. And um, it, I also want to mention we have a group inside the sensitive empowerment community called Design Your Life. And um, I believe Kristen and is here with us, Kristen. Yes, Kristen and Danielle are here with us right now. They're running this group. And it really is a lot about the concept of conscious living too. And I really recommend that you guys check it out. It's a really positive, fun, creative space in the community. Um, and it's a, I, I think it's a group that everybody should join because it, it's about this concept of conscious living and that that is really important. Um, Alicia is saying, um, can someone become an empath over time or is it something you're born as an empath? Well, it, in my feelings about this, I mean, we don't have as much research about empaths as we do about uh, high sensitivity. Um, and so it's been my experience that, it, it, that well, I know um, that those that score like the highest on my sensitivity quiz are considered empaths, HSP empaths. So the higher the, the sensitivity within you, the more likely you are an empath, which means that you're even more connected to reading the language of energy, to being impacted by other people's energy, to be absorbing the energy of those around you. And what's really interesting is that, um, so you're born with a trait of high sensitivity. So it's my belief that you're also born um, being an empath or not. And I think that you can heighten those gifts. The, the more you take care of yourself in the world, the more you balance your sensitive nervous system, I believe you can heighten those gifts. And I do believe that the higher level of sensitivity comes with it, a higher level of gifts. That is my, my opinion about it. What about you, William Willow? Yeah, I'd agree. Yes, I, I think that the more, um, the more conscious we become of our a sensitive self and being the more these abilities come to light and also i think as time progresses our sensitivities become more acute and i and that in my experience is a very very good thing so for instance on the coaching program where we're training people to become coaches because of their empathic ability it becomes very, very clear that when someone becomes consciously aware of the fact that they are experiencing how others are experiencing, how we are able to feel, how others are feeling. So many times have I seen in my sessions where we're working with someone and they get they get an itch somewhere and the other person work with them, itches in the same place. I see it so many times. It could be a coincidence, but I don't think so. So in, it really in answer to your, to your question, Alicia, I, I think that empathy, um, it's, it, as, as Julie says, it increases on the scale, depending on, on where, where we are on the sensitivity scale. But I think if it's something that we become more aware of that's happening with us, we can develop it. And through that development, it becomes, we become more aware of it and it becomes stronger. So we can, we can develop the ability over time. Yes. And you're such a great example of that, Willow, using your gifts in the world to help bring out the gifts of others. I really love that. Uh, and we're going to put a link in the show notes if anybody's interested in learning more about Willow's um, coaching programs and how he supports HSPs doing that. So I, I really recommend that. Um, Cecilia asks, 
Are there certain foods or types of exercise you both have found that work well for your sensitive systems and any tips for sharing with others how you prefer to eat, et cetera? Well, the, the tips that I would say about sharing with others is, is, is to make it simple, is just to say, this is what works best for me. Um, and that's it. This is, this is what works best for me. You don't have to explain yourself. You, you, you know, I think over explaining, it comes from a defensive place of feeling like we're not going to be um, accepted in some way. And I think it's important just to be matter of fact about it. Just like if somebody says, you know, I'm allergic to onions or whatever it is, you don't think much about that. It's just like, okay, so let's just be matter of fact about what works best for us. And, you know, even as I was experimenting with my own um, dietary changes and stuff through menopause, it was, I was just experimenting too. I was like, well, I'm, I'm trying this right now to see how my body's going to be impacted by it. Um, and, and what works for me, what makes me feel better, um, in terms of like, um, foods and exercise, I think that like that work for us specifically, I know for me, that's changed over time as I've gotten older too, but I, um, have always loved being in the water. Swimming is one of my absolute favorites. Um, and I know a lot of us in the community talk about yoga. That's something I really like, like yin yoga. Um, personally, I think that's something that's really soothing to my body. And I learned a lot. Like we had an event, uh, uh, at, like maybe when we first started this community that even shifted my mindset a bit about how important it is to listen to our body when we're, when we're doing any kind of exercise. So instead of like maybe we're watching a video and we're following along and an exercise video or something. And I used to just do whatever, you know, the teacher was, was saying to do and not thinking about how it's impacting my body. And now I do things more about like, what does it feel like my body needs right now? You know, and do I want to stay in this pose a little bit longer? Do I want to stretch this in a different way? Do I want to spend time you know, doing fast laps in the pool, or do I want to move slowly and have it be more meditative today? So I really now listen to what my body needs and it's different uh, every day. I mean, it really does vary. And I think for most of us, that's the case that wouldn't you say that Willow, that it's kind of like, it depends on, on, um, that, that it can really shift from day to day, what our body needs and what feels good. Absolutely. I, I do exactly that. I literally check in with myself and my body as to what I need by by listening and feeling really carefully as to how things are unfolding. Like I, in whatever it may be, whether it's exercise or food, I can feel everything that's happening. I can feel when I'm overdoing it, when I'm pushing myself too far. And, and so I adjust and adapt and have learned over the years what my body really enjoys, especially around food. You know, I, I, I find that if by eating a lot less carbohydrates for me it totally changes my energy like if i eat a spaghetti bolognese with loads of spaghetti and and like a mincemeat i honestly come out looking like i'm nine months pregnant after that i, I feel <laughs> he, like just feel so sluggish but if i don't eat the spaghetti i feel a thousand times better and I've learned this over time and it's the same with processed foods like if I if yeah. I eat um, processed foods I I've, can literally feel it weirding me out as I'm eating it or very very soon after eating it so I couldn't agree more I think it's really uh, it's really important to listen to because we're so in tune with our bodies and how we're feeling and to follow that 
I couldn't agree more. I just want to say thank you so much for your very kind words, Leisha, Robbie, and, and uh, Kara there. Thank you. Yeah, lots of good positive praise about your your offerings, Willow. And, and like I said, we'll put a link to that in the show notes to help you guys get to it. Um, yeah, what you're saying is so important. I, I think we do have to be absolutely very careful about um, processed foods. I put a lot of thought and, and energy into making sure I'm eating as whole, you know, whole foods as pro as possible, um, and organic as much as possible, uh, whatever I can that's available so that I'm not taking in the pesticides. I'm really careful about what I use in my garden and things like that, how I'm growing food organically. Um, because these things build up over time. Sometimes we feel it right away. And sometimes we, it builds up over time. I think there's a lot of things like, um, I even remember my, um, my son when he was really young was having some asthma issues and I did a bunch of research about it and ended up, um, taking out all the chemical cleaners in the house and even in laundry detergents, everything that I was cleaning with, I used all natural and his symptoms went away, Willow. It, wow. I mean, this, that's huge, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and that just goes to, it goes to show just how reactive we can be to things, you know, and, and that's why it's so important to do our own personal research. You know, it doesn't matter what works for others. It, it's, it's just, you know, it, even if it means removing, as you have, all of the culprits and figuring out what's causing the problem. I think we should do that in all areas of our life. If, if things are really harming us, you know, if we're really unwell, we're really not doing well. I think it's so important to get, you know to get so intimate with ourselves in terms of what could be causing it and then you know figuring out an, a new regime it certainly worked for me in so many areas yeah and just because everybody else around you is doing something a certain way doesn't mean that you need to be doing it that way <laughs> I mm. think that's something that's important for us as sensitive people since we are different I want to um also talk about a question submitted earlier in the community from Andrea, um, who's having kind of a new stage of life. It's interesting. We both are having a new stage of life with our, our, our youngest, um, her daughter's turning 18. And um, she was talking about that she's noticing this kind of creating a new sense of space and peace for her to find balance and give back to herself. She said, I'm noticing that I'm feeling I'm needing more of this time as a priority for my wellness to spend on my own rather than have the space filled with other people. I think that that is actually a really positive thing. And I think that a lot of um, people, parents, um, and even those without children who are um, getting older and starting to think about um this like our lives a little bit more. And, you know, I think sometimes we're on this just roller coaster of life, just kind of constantly in movement. And uh, of course we're impacted by the people around us and what they're doing, but to, to really give yourself that, that time. And we talk about that a lot in the community, the sense of really checking in with yourself and getting to know what you need. And I think many HSPs, we, we are people pleasers by default, always giving to others. And it's rare in, in, in many circumstances until we've done a lot of personal work on ourselves that we actually start paying attention to what we need and how we're impacted by the world and what we wanna do with our time. And I think that's fantastic, Andrea, that you are being conscious about really kind of going within a little bit more and using that time um, 
to, to really think about what works for you and how to support your, um, your wellness. And Andrea is, has had some wonderful events with us too. And you can also find in the podcast about environmental sensitivities. And that's something that she's really opened up our, our um, minds a lot about how things in our environment are impacting us from Wi-Fi to having our phones with us all the time to, you know, there's a lot of things that she suggests that I think are really helpful. Like I've started to put my phone on airplane mode when it's in my pocket and I keep it in another room at night instead of sleep with it. And I found my sleep improved, for example. There's a lot of things that we can do that improve our sleep, which is a huge part of our wellness um, as sensitive people. So much to talk about, right? Right, Willow. I just like I just want, I could download everything. It, yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, there's there's so much to cover here. There's so much to cover here, and uh, yes, uh, again, um, I love the piece actually because I I can see the question from An An Andrea too. Um, uh, yeah, I think I think spent, having time spending uh, to ourselves is really important. I think it's it's it's. Um, uh, it, having that time to reflect and to recover and to recuperate and, and especially to tune into our needs, you know, I think that gives us the opportunity to really start to listen to what's most important to us. And I think also it's important to recognize that as HSP, sometimes we can spend a little bit too much time alone sometimes. And, and we can sometimes get into cycles. I've certainly noticed about myself, like I've realized that I would be quite happy in a cave in the Himalayas with my cat. I, you know, that would suit me. <laughs> but, but I'm also aware of the fact that it doesn't serve me to be isolated. You know, I have to consciously make sure that I, I see friends and I go into, you know, and I, I make sure that I'm getting the right interactions with people because there's a lot of very important reflection that happens in our development with other people. So I think it's important to, to note that um, making sure that we're around the right people as well, that is another um, key area when it comes to all of these areas, you know, our diet, our exercise, all of these kind of things, the right, having the right people around us is also equally as important, um, which I think you, you covered a little bit on that in your, in your notes, uh, Julie. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm, I'm going to put more notes in the show notes too. And I, and I want to also go through before we end today, I want to go through some tips to share that I think are, will be helpful also. Um, so I want to encourage everybody to, to read the show notes in our episodes, because we often put extra information in them and links that make it easy for you to find what we're talking about in the episodes too. And you can go to hsppodcast.com to do that, to find uh, all of our episodes and I please share the episodes please um, tell other HSPs about them thank you to those who have reviewed the podcast it helps the podcast be found when you review them and the fact that you took that extra time really means a lot to us and we read those reviews and we really appreciate it and it helps us know that what we're doing and talking about is supportive to you um, so I want to give a few tips um, we talked about that like we talked a little bit about the Kind of the mind body stuff and and more information about the soul stuff about really living life in a meaningful way you know doing work hobbies volunteering things like that that really fulfill you that's something that's important for sensitive people i want to encourage you to trust your flow to do what works for you even if it's different than what other people around you are doing 
to spend time in nature every day, to take time to yourself every day, as well as be around the right kinds of people to be in supportive environments. And we really encourage you to come join the Sensitive Empowerment Community. Try it for a month or two if you aren't yet a member and uh, see how magical it is to be together and to really normalize and validate our experiences in the world. Uh, I encourage you to slow down, to really pay attention, be, use that high level of conscious awareness that you have and really get clear and intentional about the life choices that you're making and how you're supporting yourself in the world. Um, pay attention to what you're doing when, you know, I would suggest journaling, keeping a, a health journal too. It's like if you had a really good, you're just feeling really good and energized, Think back to what helped you get there versus if you also are feeling really burnt out and depleted or not feeling well, what may have contributed to that? So you get to know that a little bit more in your life. Um, when you're around certain people that might make you feel icky and, and doesn't make you feel good about yourself, it's time to set healthy boundaries. And we have whole episodes about boundaries about that too. Um, and is the energy in your home positive or is it chaotic? Are there things that you can do that can shift it to create a more peaceful environment for yourself to be in a daily basis? Um, are you over giving to others and under giving to yourself? That is a huge one for us to look at making sure that you're you're prioritizing your own wellness and needs because if we are well and balanced that's going to create a positive impact to everyone around us um honor what makes you feel your best in the world and and finally su surround yourself with people who support your well-being and i i can't stress that enough that is such a huge part of it um and i really recommend that you, you know, the fact that you're here listening to this and, and with us means that you're steps ahead of most people because you're already being conscious just by being here and listening. And that's pretty incredible. Beautiful. Well said. Absolutely. Yes. And I think the more that we can spend time together and the more that we share experiences and share resources and it helps us to remember that we are a community of HSPs and it helps to normalize things by knowing that other people have the same needs as us. I think it becomes difficult for us when we think we're weird and that we're supposed to be like others. It's very important for us to recognize that we have different needs because we're here to play different roles and to be in community with each other and to be around other HSPs is so important. So very important, oh my goodness. And, you know, we, we'd love to have you join us on our next episode. We look forward to spending time with you guys. Willow, is there anything else that you want to share? I don't think so. I, uh, I think it's, uh, we've, we've covered some really important points. And just to say how wonderful it is to have you guys with us as ever um, uh, live here. It's really wonderful to have your questions. And, and yes, if you're listening, you know, please do uh, contact us if we can help you in any way um please do as judy says to share the um share the episodes it really helps to get the word out there we love to hear from you if you have any comments or any needs and you know if you need to um if you want to find more out find out more about uh, our trainings and courses you can go to um to, to the illuminance website or highsensoryintelligence.com and just click book a call and i would be delighted just to explore your abilities and gifts and your aspirations as an HSP if you want to become a coach or you want to 
develop your abilities and find out your role here. That's my area of expertise. And I'd love to support you in any way that I can. And I know you, Julie, have some amazing resources. Your courses are fantastic. Can't recommend them highly enough. Yeah, thanks, Willow. We're, we're, we've heard such good things about your program. And I do highly recommend checking out my courses and my resources for sensitive people on my website, sensitiveconnection.com or juliebjellen.com. And you can find our web, our web, all of our information on there, all the stuff we've been talking about and the resources. And I really want to just um, send a lot of love to all the highly sensitive people out there and to our community. I look forward to spending more time with you in the community and, and deeply connecting. That's something I really enjoy about our community. And thanks for being live with us today. It was lovely to see your beautiful faces. And I'm just sending you all lots of love and light to all of you. Take care, everybody. Love bye you for now. Bye-bye. You can take my free sensitivity quiz and find all my HSP tools and resources at sensitiveconnection.com. To register for the next masterclass on how to make your shift into high sensory intelligence, visit inluminance.com. Please leave us a voice message if you have a question or comment for us to be included in a future episode. Just click the voice message button in the show notes, introduce yourself, tell us where you're from and record up to 60 seconds. We love hearing from you. And please share this episode to help others and take extra good care of yourself out there. Bye-bye, everybody.